lead yourself from your schedule to working out like you really can't be lazy and i think a lot of times honestly our nine to fives they make us lazy because people you used to people telling you what to do what tasks you need to accomplish and things of that nature but when you're a full-time entrepreneur you're literally building something yourself like you really got to put your thought behind it you got to section off time of your day for strategic thinking and things of that nature and you still got to be educating yourself too turn this up turn this up you're listening to the official nine to five ceo podcast this is the show where two nine to fivers discuss gyms, strategies, and how to survive the lifestyle of balancing a job and building a business. And now, here are your hosts, Tremaine Robinson and Zena Dixon. Welcome to the Nine to Five CEO Podcast. I'm one half Tremaine, aka the Nine to Five Landlord, and I'm Zena, aka Zena Dixon Inc. And today we got two special guests, not one. Two, uh, if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Yes, sir. So what's good, fam? Uh, my name is Brian, aka the infamous CPA. First and foremost, I want to thank y'all for having us on the show, man. I'm super excited and looking forward to have a dope conversation. But for those who don't know me, uh, my background is I was I started as a CPA, but now I'm doing some really dope things in entrepreneurship via the car rental business, as well as house hacking with real estate, as well as I do a couple of flips here in real estate as well. Um, but yeah, that's a quick intro about me. What's going on, y'all? So my name is George, aka the Wealthy G. Um, so I'm actually uh, in a lot of different lanes when it comes to entrepreneurship. Uh, the car rental lane, like Brian said, house hacking lane as well. Uh, got a couple rental properties and also uh, doing doing some flips as well. Um, and I'm doing all of that while still at my gig. Um, I'm a financial advisor for one of the largest uh, financial firms in the U.S. So really just been balancing uh balancing the two it's a crazy uh crazy journey that's what's up (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure so just taking it back from the roots brian um what was your life like as an accountant prior to creating the course just kind of walk me through you know what it's kind of like being an accountant and just like that whole workload because i'm going through that right now all right yeah man so the day-to-day was crazy so typically during the busy seasons of the year which is typically january for me to like may of the year i was working like 70 hour weeks so my first year it, it wasn't as bad because you know when you knew you're trying to uh, make a name for yourself you're trying to show that you're competent and all that so i was going really hard um at my nine to five working as an auditor for one of the big four accounting firms but then i had my first busy seasons and that was 70 hour weeks man it really lets you understand that it's really a lot of different ways that you can make money and you really have to find some efficient ways to do so and honestly being a cpa wasn't very efficient you know when i started out i was making 60 grand a year and at the time, it seemed like a great idea because coming from a lower income background, that was the most money I had ever made. But then I started learning, like, right? Uh, it's like my eyes were just covered for a while. And then I started learning all these different income streams, right? So that's really what it looked like. It was working pretty much from 7 a.m. sometimes to 2 a.m. at night. And then I would come home <laughs> and go right to sleep and do it all over again, working six days a week during busy season. So it just wasn't the move. So um, I actually ended up switching jobs to a commercial real estate role, um, a private commercial real estate role where I was a property accountant and then turned into a financial analyst role. And then there it was 40 hour weeks and gave me much, much more time to work on my businesses. So when you went into the um, for the um, construction, 
Is that when um, Turo, the Turo business started because you had more downtime to look at other income streams? No, I was running that while I was uh, at my original, my first job. So while working all of those hours, I was uh-huh. running my rental car business. And that's what made it so dope because it was mostly passive. So I didn't have to do much. But on those days where I actually had to put some work in, those were some really, really long days. But I had a lot of partners as well to take, you know, to load off me during those busy seasons, which helped tremendously as well. Awesome. That That's, that's incredible because a lot of times, you know, um, working like those long hours the last thing you want to think of is creating a course or you know mm-hmm. recording videos you just want to go to sleep or whatever or eat and go to sleep so i commend you for doing that because i've been trying to create a course and every time i look at the laptop i just feel like oh, i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> see that's exactly why my first course didn't come out to after i left that first job so after i left that first job literally my first course released like three months later okay <laughs> yeah so um, that's dope. So how how did you and George hook up? Because I remember when I first discovered George. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. I discovered both during the pandemic when it first started because I was working from home and internet like all day and all night and just got into this rabbit hole. And I found you first, Brian. And I was like, let me buy this course. I think your course was the first one I ever bought off of IG. Oh, and wow. then I came across the Wealthy G and I think I, I followed him because he was doing a rehab and I was like, I want to rehab, you know, so I'm just like watching him go to home and everything. And I was just like, these guys are so dope. And um, so just tell us how, how did you guys meet? How did you partner up to, to work on Turo together? Yeah. So I was actually, I, I was selling the course for a while and actually um, G actually heard me on a podcast a long time ago. I think this was in the beginning or the, either the beginning of 2020 or the fall of 2019. He actually booked a call with me. I was doing consult calls to make sure the course, the course actually works before I released the course, basically going through the course on the phone in like an hour, hour and a half. Um, so he booked the consult call and then he became one of my top selling affiliates. And then I was an affiliate for some of his products too. And it was like, we hustling, he's bringing me money. We're, like, we're making a ton of money together. And it was kind of a no brainer because my idea was, well, if I got all these successful students, somebody's going to want to create you know, their own course. So it only makes sense to partner up because we're going to go way further together and we're going to be able to leverage the fact that we have you know, two different styles of teaching. He's very well versed in the business credit aspect, which I was lacking at first, but now meshing that together, man, it's just been able to help way, way more people and on a way bigger scale. That's dope. That's really dope. I remember, um, and I bought a course from the Wealthy G2 on, <laughs> on credit. I stay buying the course because <laughs> it's the way to go. Investing, yeah. in, investing in yourself is literally how I met Brian, right? Like literally exa- exactly like he said, right? I heard a podcast, mind you, at this time, I'm just getting into real estate, right? right? I'm, I'm trying to figure out my way in the actual real estate game and I'm at my nine to five. But one of the things that I did when I was at my nine to five that I think everybody you know should follow that same path is when I'm commuting, when I'm on lunch, I was always listening to podcasts, right? Always trying to learn something else, always trying to take myself to the next level by listening to podcasts. And I heard Brian, what he had going on in Chicago with the car rental game. And it was crazy because literally when I heard that podcast, Probably like two weeks before that, 
I was like, yo, I've never been in a Tesla. I'm trying to get my hands on a, a Tesla, right? And I just rented one and I had to go on Toro to be able to make that to make that happen. So that was like how I started getting familiar with. I was like, and I picked it up from, from some guy's house. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then literally like two weeks after that, I hear Brian and I, I had the inkling in my because I'm always trying to figure out ways to make money. And I'm like, if this random guy is just renting me out this Tesla, right? Now, I'm like, this is this got to be a, a play here, right? There's got to be a play here. Literally right after that, I heard Brian. And when you hear when you see those opportunities, right, to be able to tap in with somebody who is doing something that you might be interested in doing, it's super important that if that person has a way for you to actually connect with them and for you to leverage their, you know, to, to leverage their expertise, right? We talk about OPM so much. I'm super big on OPM, meaning other people's mistakes. Right. I was able to leverage to, to leverage Brian's experience. He's he's already doing it. I was able to leverage his experience, leverage his systems, and not start from you know step one. Right. I'm able to get my business up and running very quickly. And I'm able to start at, you know, step step five or step six of the of the process of really just being up and being cash flowing. So I mean the 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 big thing there is really investing in yourself when those opportunities do come out. I'm somebody just like you. If if I see a course on a topic that I'm interested in 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 learning about or or executing on, and the person is a reputable person, I think. Oh man, we 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 can go so much further when we actually tap in with that person and believe in ourselves and invest in ourselves. We have to continue continue educating ourselves. It's super super important. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. So, bro, question I have for you. So, you brought up a great point because this is something that I do for myself. I binge listen to podcasts on my break whenever I have opportunities. But sometimes when you listen to those podcasts and then things within the workplace happens, it can kind of throw you off and kind of shift your focus to not even thinking about that. Mm -hmm. For you, how did you maintain that level of focus even when normal nine to five stuff happens that might, you know, usually distract you as a person? Absolutely. So my nine to five, everything, everything was, was, was calculated. I'll tell you when I went to school, so a little bit of background, I actually come from a real estate family background, right? So my parents uh, were acquiring rental properties as I was growing up. So I always saw that, you know, that was an opportunity to make, to make money. So my thought was, I need to figure out a way to be able to purchase these rental properties, right? So let me go, let me go to college, let me get a degree and let me get a job so I can actually get the money from this job and kind of funnel it into that and buy myself out of it. So when I went in, when I graduated school, right? I started my 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 uh, career right after school. When I graduated school, I started with a six-year plan, right? I, I told myself, I'm going to do this corporate thing for six years. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do year one. This is what I'm going to do year two. This is what I'm going to do year three to be able to buy my freedom back. Right. So I went into corporate with that structure already. So when it comes to when it comes to something coming up at, at work or something trying to, you know, take take my eye off of the goal, off of what I know my ultimate goal was, I always bring myself back to that six year plan. Right. And I think that's kind of connecting it to knowing what your why is. Right. My why for being at the nine to five was to ultimately use that income that I'm creating to be able to start my own business, to be able to create passive income, to be able to create freedom for myself, right? So every time something comes comes up at the nine to five, uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like doing this. Ah, uh, this is this is some BS. Whatever whatever it may be, right? I'm always coming back to the look. The reason why I'm here, this is funding my freedom, right? And I always just brought myself back to that specific thought. Every time, no matter what it was, supervisor acting crazy, no matter what it was, look, this is funding my freedom, right? Always knowing why I'm actually doing this, because that's what's going to keep you going. Like, you know, when even even in, in, in actual business, right? That's what's going to keep you going. When times get rough, 
you're like, why am I, why am I doing this? Right. Forget the nine to five. When, when you're in, when you're running your own business and something goes wrong and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Why am I here? Like knowing your why that's the thing that's going to keep you going past, past that. Right. That's the same thing that kept me going, you know, past those obstacles at, at the nine to five. That is what So what year are you in? In your six-year plan, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be five years next month. Mm. It's gonna be five years next month yeah, that I've been. In. Mm. I'm at the end, and it's, it's getting a lot harder. I don't know if I'm gonna reach six years. I'm be honest with y'all. I don't I don't know if we'll if we'll you know get to that point. But here's the thing: when you create a, a, a when you create a plan, right? It may not happen exactly as you plan. I may I may be out five and a half years. I don't I don't know. Right. But here's the thing. I had something that I was working towards. Yeah. Right. I had something that was driving me during that entire thing. And, you know, the chips make the chips fall where they may. But at least I have something that I can. All right. Year two, I, w- I want to be here. I'm here. I know I need, I need to keep hustling. Right. That's just the thing that just just keeps me going. But we we're in year five. And I got to say that, you know, things have progressed um, accordingly. You know, like you, you start something at the beginning. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to get here. Right. We think about how big the end goal is. But then when you start chopping it up, you know, into smaller goals, you look up, you're like, oh, we 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 right around the corner from the goal now, you know. So wow, that's so dope. So your bullseye is like right there at Target. Like that's that's incredible. I remember when I reached out to you about being on the pod, you was like, well, you better get me now because I'm not going to be a nine to five or day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's coming to an end for sure. That's dope. That's dope. So. um. So I know that you both are into real estate. You both into Turo. So what's next for you guys? I know that you're like building this massive, you know, um, brand for yourselves. So what what's next? I would say for me, man, I'm really looking to get just more and more passive income. Uh, this year, really focused on having my first million dollar year. But outside of that, I really want to I really want to get back to a point where I just have specific uh, passive income streams that's coming to me. I have a lot of partnerships. Um, I really just want to just get get to a different place. So I'm looking to buy, you know, a couple multifamily buildings this year, really trying to scale my business credit as well. So when I'm renovating, renovating, um, when I'm renovating buildings, I'm not coming out of my own pocket. That's the mistake I learned in 2021. I spent so much of my cash. I became so illiquid to the point where I had no, I had to leverage business credit because I was leveraging, you know, personal credit a lot. But outside of that, I'm really focused on the basics as well, man, getting in the best shape of my life and really focusing on, you know, eating right and things of that nature. Cause I don't want to be one of those people who just get rich and get fat. Like people talk about a money gut all the time. And I definitely don't want to have those. Outside of that, I really want to travel more this year as well. So a lot of my goals, they're not they're not all focused on around money and things like that. I really just want to live in abundance, being able to, you know, go anytime I want. I was almost I almost booked a trip this weekend, actually, and just left because <laughs> I because I got so much so many points now, so many credit card points. But, yeah, I just really want to live in abundance and just live very, very freely. That's that's dope. What about you, George? Yeah, for me right now, the 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 theme of where I'm at in life is scale, right? So, um, you know, these past I would say about uh, two to two to three years of you know being serious in uh, both having a presence online, uh, but also in growing my business, um, getting to a point now where the foundation is set, the foundation is very very sturdy. Um, it's it's really scale, right? Uh, one of the things with my real estate business. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the codes that needed to be cracked was business credit, 
right? Because we know with when it comes to real estate and you're leveraging other people's money or you're leveraging your own money, it gets very hard to keep doing repeated deals if you're if you're using your own money, right? So I've been able to now crack the crack the code when it comes to business credit to be able to have you know a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars like that. So now focus on scaling my real estate operation as well. Um, and really just a big a big goal that I have is being able to provide more resources to our community, people who may not have had um, exposure to certain financial principles and things like that. Um, being able to really create content and you know create uh, resources that are actually going to be able to get um, to our communities and actually connect with our communities for something that that sticks, right? Like something a lot of people um, asked both me and Brian about was we both did something called house hacking, right? So that's just a concept that to so many people is literally foreign, right? But if we talk about it in a way that you can connect with the culture and things like that, I think we have the opportunity. Now we're in like this golden era of information being shared, minds being shifted, um, so a big thing that I'm focused on and making sure that I'm just always creating content and creating resources to be able to help the community and to be able to help this shift that's going on and to make sure that, you know, um, myself, I, I have a hand in that and being able to provide all the knowledge I can uh, back to the culture. That's totally dope. I know both of you guys are moving the culture forward with the Turo, because every time I talk about Turo and I put you guys in my comments or in the in the uh in a caption, I'm like, go, you know, go and get the course from these guys. I'm telling you, because people, they'll just be like, well, that worked out for you because it's you. And it's like, I'm no, I'm nobody special. I, I found a play that made sense to me. And I was like, let me try it because what, what's going to happen? Nobody's going to rent my car, you know? So I was, I decided to take a chance and I was just like, this makes sense, you know, so let's go for it. And we were able to make money, like right out the gate, like the first weekend we put the car on Toro and people just have like this. I, I feel like sometimes people need suspended um, belief um, for just a little while, just to just to open their mind up to the possibility. I think when people see um, don't see that something is concrete, they can't grasp the concept and it, it will keep them from, you know, even trying. And it's just like, but if you don't try, you're going to be in the same position you was in, you know, complaining about when you have a play here that, you know, has been proven, because I'm not the only person talking about it. I'm not the only person showing my screenshots. It's a whole bunch of people, you know, that bought this course and, and, and is, is rocking with it. So you guys are killing it. And I just I just realized that Brian does real estate and I've been talking to him in the DMs. But how I've met you, quote unquote, on Instagram, um, George was you was doing your first rehab and I was just like watching your videos going to Home Depot. So you guys are doing it. Like even if people are not commenting, people are watching. That's for sure. Definitely. And um, without that business credit course, you know who going to buy it, right? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> sure, so sure. I wanted to ask you guys, um, I know both of you are, have partners. I know um, George, you're married and Brian, I think you have a fiance. A girlfriend. We yeah. don't have partners. I'm married. Um, Tremaine is engaged. How, how has been, how has running a business been with your partner? Are they fully engaged with the business? Or are they just like supporting you? Can you talk about that? Yeah. So from, when it comes to um, my, my wife, 
Um, our partnership, we have, I mean, when, when, when you think about it from, there's a couple of different perspectives, right? Online, um, there's always, I always need help with, with backend stuff. So she really supports me with, you know, everything on the backend. And she's actually a lot more technically inclined than I am when it comes to these, these systems and the, and the computer. So, you know, that's really a, a, a backbone when it comes to my online presence. Um, but also one of the things that is not talked about enough is how much marriage slash partnership is really a wealth hack in the real estate game right now. What I, what I mean by that is we now personally, personally, outside of like my real estate businesses, we now have a duplex and then we also have our primary residence, right? Between, between those two, we utilize FHA for the, uh, FHA for the, for the duplex. And we utilized, um, a, a conventional loan for the primary residence, right? But the thing that people don't understand is we have now this duplex that's cash flowing for us, our house, but everything, the loans themselves are only on my credit, right? They're only on my credit. Now you can actually have your partner um, on these on the uh, deed of the house as a non-borrowing spouse as well. So the houses are in both of our names, but the loans themselves only show on my credit, right? So what what that what that means and why it's such a hack is because now when we're ready to go run more of these um quote unquote you know owner owner occupied loan plays right getting into these properties with low down payments my wife still has her fha right she has no mortgage debt on her credit so now we're able to run that play all over again the same thing we did but we're just doing it under a different person's profile right it allows you to expand your wealth exponentially because the more properties you get in your personal name your debt to income starts getting clouded it starts climbing up there it's a lot harder to get those loans so just structuring your partnership correctly right not not putting the first house in both of your names just because everybody wants their name on the mortgage and everything like that right when you have a, a structured partnership where you guys understand what the long-term goal is you're able to run those type of plays where it actually is going to get you a lot further in 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 life if you're looking to buy your first multifamily property but don't know where to start, don't worry any longer. We have a solution for you. Book a one-on-one 60-minute call with Zena Dixon today. In our time together, you'll receive the answers to your questions, insight into your goals, and an action plan that you can put into motion to start you and your family on your wealth-building journey. Investing in multifamily real estate was the beginning for countless millionaires. And now is your turn. Book with Zena Zena Dixon today at Calendly.com forward slash Zena Dixon INC. That's Calendly.com forward slash Z E N A D I X O N I N C. Also, see the link in the show notes. Do you work a nine to five or looking to add more value to your five to nine through rental property investment? Rental property management does not have to be difficult, confusing, or impossible while you work your day job. Tremaine, aka the 9 to 5 Landlord 414 presents 9 to 5 Landlording 101 for Beginners. This complete guide will help you to manage your rental units while you focus on your 9 to 5, and Tremaine will give you the entire blueprint, the tools and the processes he's personally used to manage his rental unit portfolio while working his 9 to 5. Grab 
have yours today at 9to5landlord, 414.gumroad.com. That's 9to5landlord, 414.gumroad.com. It's 9to5landlording 101 for beginners by Tremaine, a.k.a. the 9to5landlord, 414. Right, so we we are utilizing that now, acquiring, uh, working on acquiring a property in my wife's name, running the same play over again. And then also we're able to grow our last name, right? Our holding company is our, our, our last name. So when it comes to now having our rental car business, we run that completely together. That's for the last name, right? That's just something that we have to grow our family legacy. So for me, partnership has been, man, I don't think, I don't think I would have been able to get to where I'm at now with balancing all of these different entrepreneurial tasks and also having a nine to five. I don't think it would have been possible for me without having the partnership of my wife there. That is so strategic. I'm so glad you said that because it, it is it is a value add. Um, my husband and I had the same play. Our primary home and our other businesses, our other properties in um, Philly are in his name. And this property here in Chicago is in my name. We both was able to utilize FHA. So that's like, that's a strategy that I don't hear too many people talking about. And that's key what you said about you know, everybody want to have their name on the mortgage. It's like, no, you actually want your name on a deed. Right. That's, yeah. a- <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. And then from my, my perspective, uh, man, my girlfriend, she's been so instrumental as well. Like when I got laid off, you know, I still wanted to run the FHA 203K play, but, you know, not having two years of business income, I was able, unable to do so. So literally, we we made it official at um, December of 2019. Nine months later, we bought a building together, but ran the plate in her name completely. So that was huge because we we flipped that house, made some profit. And now we're able to run the plate right over again. But now this year, I have two years of business income, you know, showing some decent revenue, pay taxes on it. So now not only is she going to be able to get, you know, a, a building in her name, I'm going to be able to get one as well. Um, so that's super dope. And then when it comes to the Cairo to biz, she actually helps out a lot. So she does all the admin stuff. So anytime, you know, a renter needs to be responded to anytime, um, tolls or any type of reimbursements need to be sent out. She handles all of that stuff. And now I only handle the going, the washing of the cars and cleaning out the cars and things of that nature. So we have a really good balance going right now. Um, so, hey man, partnership is just so essential. Like a lot of people want to go, they just want to just do everything themselves. When you have a solid partner, you might as well put put both of y'all heads together, put both of y'all energy and efforts behind, you know, the same goals because you're going to get so much further, so much faster. Yeah, I totally agree. So, um, that's that's super dope that you guys mentioned that because again you know some people they just get in their head like i don't think i could trust that person enough to do something like that and it's just like well maybe you shouldn't be with that person if you can't trust them to build an empire together you know that's a fact that's super dope so tremaine i want to ask you the same question how has it been beneficial for you to you know have your fiance in the business with you Oh man, this, I can't even put it into words, man. She helped paint the first house I had. I, I ain't know how to paint. I was that. <laughs> I was hot garbage. Um, just that getting my first property, um, it allowed me to because a lot of times when you, you know, when you're together and you're trying to do so for the first time, a lot of times it takes somebody doing it first for the other one to kind of see it. And when I got my first triplex, she was like, Okay, dang, you just got your first building. Like, 
now I'm on my own. So then you kind of coached her and kind of showed her what to do and to watch out for and help her get her first building. And now it's like we positioned to buy a property, a single family together, but it's like we got properties that will pay for the single family. And that was always my whole thing, working in corporate. Like I never wanted to be one of those people that had my whole paycheck swallowed up by liability. So I'm like, if we could just build to where our properties could pay for it, then we know we halfway to retirement. So now it's just about, you know, earn a little bit more, you know, just having that cushion. And it's like, I just think understanding is priceless. And I think when you in these fields that we in, that we trying to operate in, having somebody that understands like what comes around it, it's like, it's priceless, bro. You, you can't put a price on that because I couldn't imagine having to explain to somebody that ain't there trying to get them there. I would just, I would just get rid of them. I would be done. I wouldn't even have the patience to keep doing that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I was like, I was somebody that's already there, bro. It's like that. That's half the race. I couldn't imagine talking to somebody like, listen, I'm buying a property because a property does. I'll just be like, fam, this ain't going to work, fam. It's a no for me. Been there. Yo, and I mean, honestly, you touched on something super important when it comes to the corporate, the corporate world, right? Because we're 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 all coming from that 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 corporate world. And how many of us, right? Out of school, you're in that that corporate job, and you see so many people. Everybody does the same thing, right? They get a couple of them nice checks, right? They out of they out of school now. They get a couple of them nice checks. Next thing you know, they just they just close on an on an on a nice condo, or they just close on a nice single family house. They start upgrading their 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 living expenses, and we don't realize that that is literally the trap, right? That is the trap that is going to keep you keep you exactly at that nine to five forever instead of actually getting your freedom a lot a lot quicker right that that income creep that happens and you don't do the the, the strategic thing right you you go and you buy that four four bedroom two bath home or that that luxury condo instead of holding it hold, holding it down thugging it out buying a two to four unit property first right leveraging that first all you got to do is live in it in a year and now you go into the property that, that you want to get. Literally that one step, that one step, exactly like you said, is going to now put you in a position where, okay, now we're not necessarily still depending on this, this nine to five to pay for our house, which is historically our biggest expense that we're going to have in life, right? That one, that one step that we can do instead of falling into that trap, that one step can set you up literally for life. So it's just a super important thing that everyone who's in a nine to five, right? If you, if you are in, you know, that, that, that corporate corporate world where you're just starting to touch some money, please understand that that one step is literally the difference between you retiring 20, 20 years earlier, right? 20 years of your life just by following that one step. But that's the power of being able to, you know, have that financial knowledge and to actually take action on it. That's really Man, it's all about taking action, actually having the knowledge to do it. Bro, listen, that, yeah, that was my whole fun. thing when I got into corporate, bro. I used to look up, I used to go to these open houses and I would look up, I would go home and I would type in mortgage calculator. Like, okay, how much do I make? And then I would put in my salary. Then I put in my lady's salary. I'm like, yo, we can't buy too much. Of like, they got us approved for some BS. They talking 140. I can buy 140. So it's like my whole mind frame from then is, OK, I'm going to get the house I want. But when I do, it's not going to be on the job terms because I know that feeling of you get your second paycheck and it's like, oh, that's the whole paycheck. Mm, and now you're in the same cycle. And now you're looking for raises. They want you to get your CPA. I'm not getting it, Brian. It's over with. <laughs> They're talking to you crazy. 
you got to do all this just to get the bag you want. It's like, bro, I'm buying the building. I'm not, I'm not doing that CPA stuff, man. Like it is what it is, fam. Like then you start looking at the people that actually got the lifestyle that you thought you wanted. It's like, bro, you don't get off to nine o'clock. Yeah. They're not living. They're not living. Yeah. They house poor. They house poor. They're literally Facts. house poor. Facts. Yeah. That is so key. What you said, George. It's the lack of the, the, the knowledge in our community is so rampant. Like, even though when I, when I'm on, on, Instagram, on Instagram and I see all these posts about, you know, house hacking and stuff like that, there is such a huge amount of our community that have no idea. And, and, and anytime you bring up anything different than the status quo of working and buying a single family and, you know, being a chain to that situation for life, it's so foreign to them that they just like, no, you lying that that's not going to work for me. And it's like, it's so frustrating because you want people, you want to help free people mentally and financially, but they just like, you know, they're just fighting the, the information. Man, I just, I want to help you, but I need you to help yourself. I need you to read what I'm sending you. I need you to pay attention to what I'm telling you, but that's why it's so important for us to have these type of conversations and people that look like us having these conversations because it'll resonate with somebody. And if we could just reach like a handful of people, each time we talk, we're, we're pushing the culture forward. And that's that's all I can ask for. I just want us to have some freedom. I want us to enjoy life instead of just existing, you know. Um, so that's that's like so key. Um, that lifestyle creep. Every time you get a raise, you're balling out like nobody wants to, you know, um, live in that um, delayed gratification mode for a while, you know, and, you know, I'm not, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I did not know that I could buy a building until last year. Like I didn't know me and my husband, we bought a single family and, you know, we thought we live in a dream, this big, beautiful house. And we both make six figures and we drive in Benzes. That is, that was such a trap basically. And once we got the information and I shared it with my husband, he was like, we did it all wrong. <laughs> but once you know better, you do better. And that's what I tell everybody. Once you know better, you do better. Or at least I hope you do better. Right. So. <laughs> hey, hey, I have a question for both of y'all, because this is a question we have, I guess, earlier. How do y'all feel about a lot of people stealing content and trying to share within the same space in which they don't do. Um, I think a lot of times on social media, like you said, like I know y'all, I know y'all actually do it, but if I didn't know y'all and I seen what y'all said and what somebody else said, I might go with what somebody else said, even though the whole time that ain't even what's really going on. So for y'all, how do y'all kind of, you know, stay clear at it? Don't kind of let it, you know, throw y'all off a little bit, even though y'all know what's really going on. Man, for me, I, I'll be honest, like when it first started to happen, when it first started to happen to me, I used to be pissed off. Like, I, honestly, I used to be pissed off because I wasn't I wasn't there emotional intelligence wise. Right. But now I'm in a space where I just really try to block out the noise. I really try to focus on what I'm doing and the audience that I'm trying to attract, as well as the people that I'm trying to impact. So when I focus on that everything else doesn't even matter to me. So honestly, when it comes to social media nowadays, I'm not even watching, you know, a ton of people's content. I'm only watching specific content that, you know, I need um, or 
yeah, basically I'm really only watching specific content that I need. So I don't even pay attention to it anymore. I just focus on serving and helping other people. But in the beginning, I ain't going to lie. That shit, <laughs> it used to piss me off because people used to steal my shit like all the time. So it, it used to get underneath my skin. But then when I got my stuff copyrighted and everything like that, um, then I felt much better about it. It's like now I'll just have my lawyer send a cease and desist if I really want to take that route. Yeah. And now I just I just focus on service now. Yeah. Um to 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 key on that, let me let me let me tell y'all a, a quick quick story, right? So once upon a time, you know, high high school, high school days, I was in the streets, right? So I, I, I was I was in the streets and I I remember I had this phase of my life where I started selling weed. Right. I started selling weed and I there was this this it was called some it was called something, right? It had this crazy name. Back, you know, back in back in those days, they didn't have names. So to have a name, it was it was a big deal, right? So had it for like a week and then somebody came and they said they had the same the same stuff and i knew damn well that they didn't have it and that was when i learned right then and there i learned a life lesson that look people was when you when you have something something good and when you have something viable there is always going to be someone that is going to copy right and from literally from that point on like no matter what it was that i was doing right that's that's a whole different, that's a whole different lane. But I kept that same mindset of look, block out the noise, right? When you know that you're doing something of value, when you know that you're, you know, doing what you're supposed to do and that you're actually doing it, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not washing down what it is that I'm I'm actually doing this. And I know that I'm actually doing because I'm doing it every day. When I see somebody else who's may not be maybe having a whole bunch of a BS, right? A whole bunch of fluff, right? If somebody's doing that. To me, or if they're even, it, it's it's been times with listen. The internet streets are small. People will literally steal your content almost word for word, mm-hmm. almost word for word. And you can you can let it mess up mess up your day. You can go go at them, try to expose them and things like that, right? But at the end of the day, I rather would just run my own race. I understand the quality of content that I'm bringing. I understand the value of the information that I'm bringing, and I understand that look. As long as long as I know that there's somebody else out there who may not be telling the truth, for me, all that means is that I need to continue going hard in what it is that I'm doing, so that I can make sure that the truth that I'm bringing to the culture and you know to the people is actually being seen on an everyday basis. So for me, it's just more more motivation to run my own race even stronger. Yeah, That's I work the scammers. Got to outwork the scammers. <laughs> I don't work. Look. look I, I I come from a place of like the first thing I was taught was was loyalty, right? The first thing I was taught was was loyalty. I've seen people, I've actually seen it, I've actually seen it happen to Brian before we were even partners, right? I've seen it happen where people people will literally take his course and be like, like a couple of weeks later, all right, I'm about to make, I'm about to make a course with everything that 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 he just did. Right. When even when I was creating content on my experience in the car rental business. I'm like, look, I don't come, I don't know, I don't know what type of what type of morals these folks have, but I come from a place where, look, I took this course. There's a such thing as an affiliate link where we can go, we can go, right? We can each get a percentage. I can still do what I'm doing and I can still add value to my community. They can get the same resource that I have. Right. Right. I think that's that's a lot more of a of a smarter play. Um, and I mean, you you see, you see where it gets you at, right? When you think about when you think about my situation. Like, look, there was there, there it could could I have started my own 
course at that at that particular time absolutely but i'm like i'm like look brian one he gave me the game right he gave me the game and two that's my man's when i and if i got a question i'm i'm not gonna if i'm asking somebody questions i'm not gonna create a course competing with them but (laughs) here's the thing we are in a very big world and not everybody has that same moral scope. Um, so you just gotta, you just gotta be aware. And as much from the, the digital product a- aspect of it, try to protect yourself as much as you can when it comes to, you know, copyrights and things like that. Um, but in the ultimate grand scheme of things, we just got to re- remember to, to run our own race. Yeah. And I, I think a big thing with G said is the kind of really the loyalty aspect is like, it just gets you so much fast, so much further. Like we probably easily going to make a meal more probably two mil a year this year together and it's just like a lot of other people honestly missed out on that opportunity like mm-hmm. would you rather make a hundred k on a side hustle by yourself or would you want rather make two mil in a partnership right it's just like come on you, you're gonna go way further together and it just comes back to basic it's really common sense but then again common sense it's not common, common sense ain't so common right yes <laughs> But and look, Brian, it is what it is. What's one thing that you wish you would have knew with being a full-time entrepreneur that you feel like a lot of people probably don't think about when they think about uh, you know, becoming a full-time entrepreneur? Oh, man, man, you got to lead yourself. Like, lead yourself from your schedule to working out. Like, you really can't be lazy. And I think a lot of times, honestly, our nine to fives, they make us lazy. Because people, you used to people telling you what to do, what tasks you need to accomplish and things of that nature. But when you're a full-time entrepreneur, you're literally building something yourself. Like you really got to put your thought behind it. You got to section off time of your day for strategic thinking and things of that nature. And you still got to be educating yourself too. So finding like what really works for you to be efficient day in and day out, that shit is not easy. I'm still trying to figure it out. I still have um, periods where... I'm in slumps and it's not like an income slump. It's like, man, I feel like I didn't get shit accomplished today. And a lot of things can get in your way when you just got so much time on your hands. And then when you create a life where a lot of your income is (laughs) passive, that should make you lazy. That should make you even more lazy because you can sit on your ass and make 20K a month. And a lot of people will get comfortable. So you got to continue making goals as well. So, man, the biggest thing is like really leading yourself because that is just not easy. I'm not one of those super disciplined people like that came out of the army and things of that nature. <laughs> like it's an everyday battle for me. I promise you. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty because I, I fall into those slumps too. I'll be like, mm, I'm about to watch some YouTube. So I appreciate your honesty because it isn't easy. And everybody that you know, is online and they like, yeah, just jump into this entrepreneurial thing. It's like, stop, stop telling people that without telling them the whole story. Cause you know, you let letting people you know, quit their jobs and then they like stuck, you know, and they have to wind up going back because they, they had no idea what it was going to take to actually build a business. So I appreciate that a lot. Do you have that same issue, um, George? Yeah. So it's, it's funny that Brian says that he gets into a slump, right? Because when I tell you working with someone who, for me, still being in the nine to five space, like I have been able to actually pick up my acumen with getting more organized with my thoughts and stuff like that from Brian because of the fact that he's been full time longer, right? So you when when you get into this space, like you really learn from a lot of experience and you got to learn from being disciplined within yourself. So for me, I absolutely fall. So I don't fall into those slumps 
as much because I honestly don't even have the I don't have the time to fall in, in into the slumps. <laughs> right. Right now, working the nine to five, having a family, <laughs> right, having a digital, a, a digital business and being needing to be present online. And then, you know, running a real estate, a real estate business as well. I don't have time for slumps necessarily. But what does what does happen is if I don't have a structure for my day, the some tasks that I should have just spent an hour on, I end up spending two hours on. And then I'm like, ah, now I don't have an hour to do this. And then that just happens the entire day until I'm going to sleep. Like, damn, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. Now I got to push that back to, to the next day. So um, for me, one of the things with, with, with entrepreneurship and actually balancing uh, for me, it's more so like balancing everything right now is just being so stingy with every single minute yeah. of the day. Like every single minute counts for 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 me and for anybody who's going into the into the entrepreneur um, space. We just gotta understand how valuable every minute is. There might be times where my friend they might not hear from me until until Saturday because I'm like, look, look, mon- Monday through Friday I'm locked in. I can't even I can't even text you back until Saturday because that that minute that I'm spent texting you. I could have been making a SOP for the VA. You know what I'm saying? Like just something like that. Like it's just like every minute mm-hmm. counts. And like utilizing these these different productivity apps, um, Google Task has been has been great. Asana Asana is good as well. But being able to leverage technology to help you in this in this process of really, it's all about like Brian said, creating this 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 self self discipline. But if you're someone who's in that that space where you have the self discipline, it's just like I don't think I got enough hours in the day. That's where that the organization really can play a key part in you actually making that transition successfully, or you kind of being stuck in this in between phase for a couple a couple years. It's just really being super stringent with every single minute of the day and making every single minute count. Yeah, I agree. And for those things that you need to offboard, hiring a VA because that that'll free up a lot of your time. Yeah, exactly. That's some good stuff, guys. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. I, I would even add to that and say, man, that's why partnership is so vital. Because like when you're in a partnership, you almost feel obligated to do good work. Like nobody wants to be the partner who is lagging behind the other partner. So like when I see G knock off a bunch of tasks, I'm like, okay, let me get my shit together. Right. And I'm, it probably <laughs> same be the thing, same, same thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I already know it, dude. It's just like, that's how we think. So man, having a good partner also propels you forward as well. So it's dope. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big motivating factor. Cause Brian be knocking. If he, I'm like, Oh, step. I'm like, God damn. But by the, by the time I get off of work, I'm like, damn, this is done. I'm like, let me, I'm, I, I was I was about to I was about to sit here, but let me let me open up my computer and, and get to work. But that's yeah. that's just but look, I've been in partnerships where it wasn't that type of dynamic where I'm Same. the one putting in all the work, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like oh, I'm doing all this. I'm like I I would think this was going to motivate the other person to like be like oh well, let me let me do this let me do that and it's like oh you know thanks for doing that you know what's next for you to do? But that's just the key thing of having a good partnership, and it's so it's 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 something that is really not talked about. And this is like the beginning of your business. So it's super important that people have this education because you make, you create, you know, the entity and things like that at the very beginning, then you figure everything else out on the back end. But if you start with a bad partnership, even if you have a great idea, if you start with a bad partnership that can cause that business to fail, right? Just, 
just just like that, if you have a bad partnership, the idea is worth millions. Just by having not the right partner can literally make that business fail. So, you know, I'm super, super grateful to be in this partnership because I've been in those partnerships where it was not like that, right? Where somebody else doing the work didn't motivate the other person to, to do the work as, as well and, and vice versa. So um, just being super um, aware of that in the beginning and then also protecting your um, your your ideas, right? There's so many people that they might just get in into a room of people and be like, I have this great idea for a business. Who wants to go in, in, into business with me, right? And here's the thing. There's not, people don't always have your best interest. They might be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go and do this myself. Or, oh, that sounds like a, like a great idea. Sign me up. Now you go ahead, create the entity that night, right? You go online, create the entity. You give them 50%. And now they, are, they don't do nothing to actually push that business forward, right? It's just, man, I can talk on and on yeah. when it comes to these 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 partnerships <laughs> and just having a good partner and how important that is for any any business facts no, so no. romantic partner down to your business partner it's important to pick the right partner and be very strategic about it definitely a fact a fact <laughs> can make or break you facts for sure so i think i think we're coming to the top of our hour yeah tremaine yep so uh <laughs> I think that's kind of uh, for what is it going to be for now. Like I said, I want to thank both of y'all for coming out, man. <clears throat> Brian, you know I fucks with you because, you know, you've been in accounting and I've been watching your story from the jump. I don't even think we got into how I met bro, but I met bro um, through socials. And this is in the beginning, beginning. You probably yeah, had a like, while ago, maybe like three, four, five years ago. Yeah, this yeah point, you had man. like 3K followers and I'm like, oh, OK, it's infamous CPA. And, you know, that hit my head instantly. And then, you know, just following your journey and then seeing you. To what you're doing now, bro, the ground is just like, even though I don't know you, I feel like I know you, it's just like proud. Like, bro, really Man, took it appreciate there. It. You where I'm trying to be. I'm not trying to be this nine to five forever. For sure, for sure. It's tax season right now. So you already know how my oh, yeah. I gotta get <laughs> off and do taxes, bro. So, you know, I thank you and you know the wealthy G to come on and you know, just show you our story, bro. Cause I'm I'm a fan, I'm motivated, I'm motivated to work now. As soon as we get off of here, I ain't gonna hurt. I feel like I've, you know, I've been slacking too long and now right. I, need to, <laughs> I need to get it together. Right. But thank you guys so much. Thank you, you know, for even adding to my bottom line personally, you know, getting that course and, you know, putting our cars on Turo has made us thousands of dollars. It's helped us infuse money into our real estate. So it's real. It works. So, you know, guys, if you and, you know, trying to get into Turo, Hit these guys up because they got the course like this is the sauce this is the cheat code get into it um but yeah thank you guys so much i appreciate everything that you're doing and keep doing it yeah man thank y'all for having us man it is a dope conversation we might need a part two i don't know yeah. we might need a part two i feel like it's so much so many directions we could have took this but this was a, yeah, dope, right. a dope part one Let's make it happen. <laughs> sure, All right. Well, sure. with that man said, I'm one half of the 9 to 5 CEO podcast. I'm Tremaine, a.k.a. the 9 to 5 Landlord. And I'm Zena, a.k.a. Zena Dixon, Inc. All right. Y'all be blessed.